0: I love this. <clears throat> I'm just very excited. It's funny because when I was probably in middle school, my stepdad got me a microphone like this because I told him I like, could sing and like harmonize with any singer I would try. And he's like...
1: So he f- tested you my yeah, buying he's your like,
0: wa- I feel like you should listen to yourself maybe try to sing. And so I'd be like, you know... Hey, And then I would listen back to it, and I was like, that sounds like a mouse being murdered. Like, (laughs) who in the hell is that? And then he's like, so do you still want singing lessons? And I was like, yeah, I'm good. No, that's, like, never going to happen for me. Thank you, though. Like... I just can't, I can't sing. I'm the worst singer. So I'm sorry for if this ever happens to be on the podcast for ruining your ears forever.
1: all right well let's freaking do it this is extra sauce on the side episode who gives a fuck and this is melanie brown the woman of the hour you may know her by bliss and vigor and she's cute she's got a nice butt she's here <laughs> to kick yours Ta-da! that's your intro i love it hi mel hi hi <laughs> so mel is a local influencer and fitness inspirer and all-around good person to hang out with and be around she's had a lot of interesting career changes in the last year or two and i don't really know that much about your life before we met so this will be kind of fun to hear about your experiences and all those kinds of things so tell us about who you are Ooh.
0: Yeah, I feel like this is always a funny question to get asked.
1: Yeah, It's very vague because I don't really know where to start. And it's
0: true because it's like, who are you? Let's tell everyone who are you. And I'm like, I'm still trying to figure it out. I don't know necessarily. (laughs) But yeah, no, I obviously have been doing, not obviously because probably not many know me. But I'm like, I obviously have been... (laughs) I'm been in the fitness industry for a really long time and that's what I do, that's what I love. It's something I've done since I was a kid with my mom in the living room. We would do like 80s Jane Fonda style. Yes, Jane Fonda and it was like Denise Austin She was my idol, really, seriously, when I was a kid, which a lot of our generation doesn't even know her. I don't even know who that is. No, exactly. And we need to resurface her because she's amazing. She's not dead. She's alive and kicking and amazing and still in amazing shape. So I don't want to say we need to raise her.
1: So this podcast (laughs) is about her.
0: Yeah. Basically, I want to dedicate this to... No, (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) But yeah, I... Started at a really young age, just being in love with how moving made me feel. And when I was probably three or four, my mom put me in ballet classes, and that's obviously where I started my dancing career and life choices. But it's it's something about trying to be very what's the word I want to use? Not dedicated to your body, but it's a like very part much part of your life yeah. when you're a dancer and having my mom as a role model there. And like we would do workouts together and I would see how good it made her feel. It was okay. Working out means good feels, good vibes. This is amazing. I need to like continue this. And going through school, I would wake up at 4:30 in the morning and I would go work out or do a workout video literally before I would go to school. And then I, wish I would you have- guys could
1: see my face right now. I'm like, disgusted by that.
0: Well, I think this is actually a good segue, not segue, but a pause in this part of my life, but into knowing too, like as a trainer, I've really gone through a lot of healthy and non-healthy things to do in your life as a fitness person, literally. I've done it all. I've done it wrong. I've done it right. I feel so I can speak to a lot of that, but yeah, I would get up so early and I felt like I was really regimented and it was, you know, such a great thing for me, but at the end of the day, I was exhausted all the time.
1: You yeah. Know? Waking up at 430 to work out. will do that to you. I
0: know. I'm like, who was that girl? And, and also what were you trying to prove is my thing too. Right. Cause yeah. when you're young, you're in high school, especially I remember dance just being my identity. My body was then my identity. Yeah. We would wear crazy ass costumes, like all that stuff. And it was just eyes on you, babe, all the time. Serious, Dance was very competitive, obviously, too. So there was that aspect on top of there being catty women, eyes on you. You have to have the perfect point, the perfect calves, the perfect flexibility. Everything was judged. I mean, I never really knew anything different. I was never like, this is wrong, ever. And through college, I was a fanatic about working out. Like, I would sit on the elliptical and honestly, I look back and I'm like, I could have studied on that damn elliptical, but instead I did nothing except stare into the abyss. Or maybe I was on my iPod because I was just miserable. I wasn't doing it because I loved it. I was just doing it because I felt like I had to do it. But here I was at Michigan State in kinesiology program, and that was my life. And that was all that I had known until then. I don't know. Refinding myself has been really interesting, but through college, there was a lot going on and we would have to wear half tops all the time at the basketball oh, yeah, games you were on the you
1: were at the dance team yeah so dance just team. pause for a second yeah this may seem like a weird question but were you like really good at dance Ooh, uh
0: <laughs> i think the hardest thing for me was now later in life i've found out that i have adhd yeah and i'm a lefty not a right-handed or right-dominant at all person. So in group dances, your only option is to be like the rest of them, do the right side. And I could never do it because I was never really that good on my right side. I could only do my left. You know what I mean? So in solos, yes. I won first place nationals um, twice, I think, in high school. And then going on to college was a kind of a different story. Like dancing in college is completely different than the competitive world. It was, you still competed. We went to nationals every year in Florida, but it was different. And we would mostly just have our pom-poms and be on the sidelines. I mean, that's what we did as dances. I just kind
1: of wonder if your experience might have been different if you weren't getting first place all the time, because I feel like maybe feeling like it was normal was because it was technically working for you, right? Like your experience with your body may have been different if you weren't getting first place. 100%. So transition to college where it actually feels like a challenge, right?
0: Yes. That's actually a really great connection to make that I probably didn't really think deeply about until you just said that, but completely. I mean, in college, I would go days without eating. I would only drink coffee and I was just like trying to almost make up, like, why am I not doing as well as I thought I could, especially even in school wise, social wise, like other aspects of my life were also affecting me and my dancing for sure. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just feel college was a hard time for me. And honestly, I was an asshole. I did a lot of really dumb stuff. And looking back, it's so funny to find these pockets of your life that you look back and you almost feel like you were hollow. Yeah you don't remember your whys, you don't remember your friends, you almost have no memories. Yeah, And that was kind of college for me. Yeah. To be honest, it was dark, it was hard, but I got an opportunity to move to California and that kind of just changed my atmosphere in my life. And I don't think anyone really around me knew what was going on yeah. in me because I also maybe didn't. No, to the extent but I wasn't communicating either and I was just holding all my pain inside which I feel like a lot of us do especially yeah. as women I don't know it yeah, happens especially a lot. as
1: women who grew up performing and especially in a world where they teach you in athletics and dance probably specifically they teach you, the tr- just try harder. Yes. Okay, just try harder. Oh, the the right side is hard for you? Eh, just try harder, because clearly you can dance. Just try harder. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> no, it's always like the bar is set here. Yeah. And if you can't make it, you can't make it. And nice try for trying, but... See you later. I mean, it's just this weird like lack of compassion. I don't know, and I think that really ended up affecting me more than I realized. Going on to different parts of my life, just being like, wow, I maybe never thought like I fit in or made the cut or did it the way it was supposed to be, almost. And for that reason, I felt left out. And I was never like a crowd follower. I was never I was liked by my peers. I was always a funny one. I was always the one that could make people laugh when like times were shitty, but. It was, I just never felt like when I was on the team, like everyone was my best friend and this is what I do. And because I feel like a lot of people think that with a dance team or a dance person, they're like, wow, she was such a girly girl. She probably got along with everyone, hung out with everyone, like all that stuff. And I just felt that wasn't me. It wasn't for me. The reasons why I danced may have been parental pretty much at first too and but then they stuck I never once was like I don't like dance but I do think sometimes I look back and I'm like would have been cool to do different things or see what I could have done I guess too or been better at or maybe worse at and learn more lessons I don't know yeah yeah
1: (laughs) so so you moved to California yeah for why a boy a boy Ooh. chasing a boy. Duh.
0: Yeah. No, I had a boyfriend at the time who got a job there and I was like, I can't be in Michigan while you're living it up in Southern California. Of course. That just seems not fair to me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I kind of, I literally felt like, and this is every time I've moved in my life, but dropped everything and moved. And yeah. that meant friends, that meant connections, that meant a lot of opportunities that I probably could have had, quote unquote, handed to me that I left. Yeah. And at this point, I had been working for Pure Bar and a you know, bar company and I was like, this is what I wanna do anyways. I'm gonna go do it out there in California where working out seems to matter a lot to people and this is probably the right, you know, move to make. And honestly I did get there and I felt super lost at first, but catching my groove, it was super eye opening. I met really awesome people, like a melting pot. I lived in Palm Springs, which is, it's such a gorgeous city. It's just beautiful. The people are beautiful. And not really even in, I'm looking at you beautiful, just like very nice and down to earth. And I don't know, I fell in love with the city and I'm sad actually when I talk about it because I haven't been back since I moved away. But yeah, I remember celebrating like my 22nd and 23rd birthdays there and it was a good time. And I'm so glad now that I don't look back and regret anything because I went and I think I learned a lot about myself and especially once I moved back it was okay I found what I want to jive with. I don't know why I said jive.
1: Yeah well did you become happier while you were out there? Did you feel like you learned enough where you felt like that was the right choice for you? Do you ever regret doing that? I
0: think there are some times in my life that I do mostly because I've spent probably the majority of my 20 is searching. Yeah. Honestly, it's been year to year, like changes in my life because I wasn't happy or wasn't making the people around me happy and just like this, I thought it was the right direction and it wasn't. And I just feel like that happened almost. It, my mom would joke. She would be like, oh, what's it going to be this year? Or it was almost on the dot like 12 months in and I'd be like oh no I hate this what else could I do so yes part of me is I wish I could have found solace and like happiness with where I was instead of feeling like I needed to search for it and yeah I moved home and that same boy dropped me right when I moved back to Michigan and was like this isn't gonna work so my heart was broken it was like the first time I had been in love and it was just like whoa so now I live in dumb Michigan and and I yeah. I'm not living it up in California and I'm just like who am I what happened and did I move out here there for me internally yeah. was that the right
1: move. Did I do it for a boy and waste my time? Totally. Yeah.
0: yeah. But honestly, I saved a ton of money. I learned a really good work ethic while I was there. I had four jobs. I was a bar instructor, but I also did like training and personal training on the side. What else? Oh, I worked for Lululemon and I just had a lot going on and it was great. I was training for a half marathon. It was a really good time in my life. So yeah, no, I, I look back and yeah, there's, I think the reasonings are questionable, but the fact that I went overall makes me super proud of myself that I was able to do that because I'm an only child. And so I came from being super close to my parents and from a really conservative like family yeah. and I making and taking those risks was like me living out my truth almost. And breaking
1: expectations of those around exactly. you. Exactly. Right? Because yes. leaving college to go do what you were passionate about. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Which I've even recently found myself falling back into this whole like living up to expectations thing and i i feel like it catches us a lot off guard especially with the pandemic obviously like that caught everyone off guard yeah. but and for me it was like What do I do now? I guess I probably should have this nine to five job because that seems like stable. Yeah. And I need a four hundred one k because that's what all my parents always, you know, told me, and they were always in my mind. And maybe I made this up a tinge, but I'm pretty sure it was there at some point. Like, she's an entrepreneur. We're like scared for her. Yeah. And this might not be the right thing for her. I don't know. And that was scary because you can read people. That my parents, of course, are always proud of me I would say to most maybe for most things <laughs> <Mom>. <laughs> hello are you listening but no but I do think there was always that eh, well she hasn't made it yet so like what's it gonna be you kind of thing and they're just nervous for me which yeah. of course any caring parent would be but it is it's a scary thing to be an entrepreneur and I have been a couple of times before now for get well with Mel I changed my Instagram name to bliss and vigor when I probably maybe four years ago now. Okay. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't even that long. Could have been three. But I remember like thinking about it a lot because it was Brown 267 for the longest time. And I'm like, I gotta It'd be really fun to kind of create not only a brand, but like a persona. Like who do I want to become and be as a, in the fitness industry, I guess yeah. I would say. And obviously piss and vinegar is a phrase and I wanted to play off of the phrase and bliss, obviously being rhymy with piss. And a happy word. Bliss and piss rhyme. Happy Thank word. Thank you, yeah. everyone. It's a little bit happier than piss, yeah. I would say. Yeah. So bliss is like this key word. And it's something like from since I decided on bliss and vigor, I've looked up both terms, bliss and vigor, multiple, multiple times in a row. Because I'm just like, I just love... Re-looking at them and going through what they mean. And to me, so then I can convey my brand a little bit more cohesively and as myself living through this brand, because I think it's hard when you start, I'm not Melanie Brown anymore. I'm bliss and vigor. And some people see me as that. And that can be confusing too. And that's a whole, maybe a whole other episode on like influencers and Things like that, but yeah. but yeah, that may not be why we're here. But bliss, be meaning perfect happiness and joy. Yeah, and I think that's what stuck with that. And then, obviously, I couldn't use vinegar because that would be weird. And also, I feel like I'm a horrible cook, so I never really wanted to go the food route. Yeah, because I'm, I don't know, I. But anyway,
1: more foodie than yeah. what your goal was. Yes,
0: and now there's a an amazing grand rapids restaurant bliss and vinegar yeah and they
1: have great wraps there i love them and
0: it's so funny how you know that i don't know in my mind it's like a good sign yeah like you have the same vibes going on in grand rapids but it's cool and then vigor meaning strong healthy full of energy and to bring those both together like my whole thing especially as a dancer has always been mind body connection yeah you never can have one without the other and in full happiness for sure And not that I've gone through phases probably of finding that maybe perfect medium, but the mind and the body need to be cohesive in order to make any sort of...
1: Lasting progress. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And sometimes I'm like, I wish I had more of a psychology background. Yeah. Because sometimes personal training sessions are like counseling sessions. They become like so intimate and people believe that they can open up to you. And I open up to them. You know what I mean? It's such a relationship that you create with someone when they trust you to move your, to move their body for them and help with that. It's just, it's so cool. I don't know. I could talk about it forever, but I, I just think there's something to say about having your mental capacity match your physical. Yeah, it's really neat to see. And I've had clients like cry in the middle of sessions thinking I could have never thought I or I never thought I could do that.
1: Even me, like we're about to work together and we'll talk about that in the second half (laughs) of this episode. So hang on. But wait for that. My my mind is does not match my body in the opposite way that most people do. I think that I'm way skinnier and more in shape than I am. And I need someone to help me make those things match up again. You know what I mean? Like, I'm finally to the point where I'm confident in my brain, but then you need someone who knows what they're doing to... Yeah.
0: And sometimes what happens is you've found the help in that one area and yeah. not the other. And not to say that everyone necessarily needs help in either. Like, sometimes I've I've seen a lot of people be successful and, and make progress and in, in lasting, you know, results on their own without others but there's something about having the trust and having almost the knowledge to be like I can't do this on my own. Think of how many people there are out there and even for me like I had a strength coach for the majority of my late 20s. I'll be 30 this year and it's amazing. I always feel like I need the extra push and I am a personal trainer so I don't know I think there's this element to that that's so important honestly and... I hope to be that for people on just on a personal scale too. I want people to know me when I'm training them yeah. and know what I'm about. And yeah. I want to know everything about them. Duh. Otherwise, <laughs> like if I were training them, I'm like, you're not going to hurt yourself. Yeah, you're going to be fine. And just showing them what they're capable of to certain extents. And that's huge in the mental arena. And when sometimes people think that they're there in different aspects of their life, like for me, I, I pushed myself really physically when I was 26 and I remember looking in the mirror and thinking, yeah, wow. Like I loved seeing myself in the mirror, but I was so self-destructive on the inside. Yeah. I was mean to everyone else around me. I had no direction. I thought I knew everything. You know what yeah. I mean? And and no one wants to be that because no. that's just as much of an empty shell as someone who's not in shape and feels like their brain is is firing perfectly. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I just it's so interesting to me looking back at the different stages of my life and Knowing though too that maintaining or finding your perfect physique doesn't mean everything. Yeah, it doesn't solve problems. Yeah, it doesn't you know give you more confidence. It doesn't the way, that, make- the way that you think. And so, it that's I think my biggest thing to tell clients too, especially as of late, is like. The goal is never to the pounds. Yeah. The goal is to feel better. The goal is to use these movements so that every single day you get through the day feeling, wow, I feel great. Yeah. Who doesn't want that? Or I feel closer to great. Yes, always. Yeah. Working towards it. Yeah, absolutely. So
1: I want to talk a little bit about when we met. Obviously, you're passionate about your own health things, your own brand. But when I met you, you were lost in this place of helping others so much so that you weren't helping yourself is how I would describe it. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about that and how you got to that point.
0: Yeah, I since I started in the fitness industry, I've been working really closely with small business owners. Yeah. That's that's obviously eventually what I wanted to become. I did, I had a studio and I, I sold it. But there is like this crazy... Internal angst I have for people just like working their asses off and being super knowledgeable about it. Yeah. And I think that's what I've found and had the pleasure of working with people like that in Grand Rapids, in Michigan, and in California. And that was super inspiring to me. I always wanted to be on that level, of course. And that's, I think, always something I've been searching for. But to learn and grow from these people was really amazing. But yeah, there was always this, you almost feel like you can't fully do maybe what you want to do. And I've found a lot of amazing movements and aspects in Olympic lifting, in bar, in just strength training in general, and mat Pilates and all of these things that I've learned a ton about in my career. I wanted I like to mash them all together yeah. and that's like my style. So when I get hooked on or when I was in only bar for so many years of my life like 8 or 9 years I think it was like I love it but I can't speak to it yeah. necessarily. Like I love what it does for women. I love the the idea behind it and of course I love ballet. When yeah. I got out of college I was like what am I supposed to do now? So bar was that filler for me I guess you could say and but yeah there there ended up being a lot of times where I'm like some of the movements that we're doing maybe aren't safe or won't do them in the order that they're in or just different aspects of yeah, it that I was like I different wouldn't do ways this. of
1: being a different style of trainer right yeah. like not that that way of doing them is inherently bad it's no. just not the way you would do it
0: Yes. And I do think too, there's an aspect of it having to be a group class, right? Rather than being one-on-one, you have to find this middle line that everyone waves around. And that
1: was for me. That's not easy with bar. Let me just tell you as a plus size person, I love the idea of bar. My body can't do a lot of the things that, that you have to do to do bar. And I'm, more than willing to admit that's on me for letting myself get to this point but it it wasn't for me at that point in my life and so it's very hard to be in a group class and not be able to move your body the way that they're instructing you to move your body and it's so fast-paced that it's really hard and so i would just skip the movement altogether
0: 100 percent. yeah I completely get that. I just did the signal. I don't know
1: if you saw the Instagram. I don't know if you saw the Instagram story. Sorry, an, interrupt, an interrupting moment, but Mel just gave the old-fashioned signal. So, I'll post that again on my stories once this episode comes out so you can know what that means.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If my boyfriend has done anything in my life, it's he's taught me to enjoy the finer things in life.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, we're talking about Different things work for different people.
0: Yes. Well, okay. So there's a couple things around that. There's a massive room full of only women Yeah. with mirrors everywhere you look. Yeah. And when I was in ballet, the mirrors, and they are supposed to be there for a tool. Yeah. But unfortunately, you put a group of women.
1: At different levels of in shapeness.
0: In said room. And you get some weird shit happening. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And even you get the competition and the thing, but sometimes the the thing that's going on in people's heads is what brings them back, right? People people, love that atmosphere. It's
1: it's why they love it. They love that it's a little bit competitive, that you can compare yourself to the person next to you a little bit. But when you were as out of shape as I am, it was not for me at that point in my life. I probably will try it if I get skinny again, but- well, if I and, don't, that's cool too. <laughs> yeah,
0: and that's what I love about you and saying, maybe I'll try it again. And I think it's one of those things that it just has to work for you. Yeah, It doesn't matter how, how big you are, how little you are, you know what I mean? I think it just has to work for you. I've seen a lot of dancers really far, fall in love with bar because yeah. of the aspect of the bar yeah. <laughs> being there. But yeah, I always have seen bar as an amazing supplemental Workout, yeah. I think it's great for strengthening all the little ligaments and muscles around your joints and your core, and I, I I love it. I actually really
1: those things are really good for lifelong movement. Yes, those are things that really help long term after having kids and your bone density changing and all of those things.
0: Pre and postnatal bar is the most amazing thing because it's such a great thing for your like pelvis. Yeah. And all the muscles that we don't always think about. And it's great for that. I really do like that. I I think what it does, though, sometimes is put women in that box again that they're not supposed to be bulky. They're supposed to have lean, long line muscles. You know what I mean? And that's sad, too, because no one's going to always look like a ballerina. It's almost like we keep going to these practice modeling classes and we're not models yet. Yeah. And your girl happening. is bulky you like got hips aisle nine like <laughs> what the heck you know like I don't fit here but yeah no I I honestly All that being said
1: honestly like from the bottom of our hearts we love the bar studios in town like there's we have no ill will against oh them oh gosh no we're if, not we're not trying to talk smack we're just saying that if it works for you if it works for you and it's okay if it doesn't
0: If anything, it is honestly one of my favorite group exercises that there possibly is. Yeah, I've walked into a lot of studios and gyms in my lifetime (laughs) and you see some weird shit. And you see things like people not being watched who maybe had never lifted a barbell before and things of that nature where you're kind of like, duh.
1: Or people doing dangerous planks and squats and normal exercises with no one giving them feedback on their form. It happens a lot.
0: It, it happens a lot, and it's sad to see. But the all, the what's even sadder, is that a word? Sadder. Yeah, I think so. Not more sad. What's even sadder is some people become bulky and get an amazing body by doing it wrong their whole life. Yeah. And maybe they'll get injured in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. Maybe they won't. But yeah. to see that happen, too, and especially with social media... That's hard. That is like for me to sit back and watch. And even in the very beginning when being a fitness influencer meant mostly that you had a camera up your ass the whole time that you worked out was what it was. And there's there is a lot of sex and sex appeal happening in the fitness industry. And I always wanted to be I don't want to use the word wholesome because that makes me sound like I'm in second grade again. I mean, you back are wearing a
1: turtleneck sweater right now. <laughs> Catholic so.
0: school made me nervous thinking about it. Uh, yeah, no, definitely don't show the neck anymore. But I, I do think it's now. I lost the, my train you of. You were thought. talking about
1: trying not to put sex into your practice. Yes.
0: Well, and I feel like a lot of oh, we just got our we just got our old fashions, everybody. And they
1: say the good shit. Yeah,
0: Rob, <laughs> love you. Love you, honey buns.
1: Yeah. So we talked... Sex appeal. You tried to be more wholesome than the average. Sure. Yeah. sure.
0: And my thing has always been, if you have the knowledge to back up what you're doing, 100%, I want to hear it. Yeah. That always. Does, that doesn't always happen. And I think especially when people are looking at something, it needs to be appealing to the eye. It needs to have this. It needs to have that. It doesn't matter how smart they are, what they know about a squat, as long as I see their ass moving through the pants. (laughs) Yeah. It's scary. I just think a lot of women have fallen into that category, and that just took a lot of unfollows and not a whole lot of engagement on social media myself to get over the fact that I needed to maybe become that somewhat. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I don't necessarily look the part, but... I don't I don't care that I do. That's not why yeah. I am here. You know what I mean? Of course I, I really love using my body as an experiment with what I eat, what I how the workouts that I do. I'll do different eight week programs on myself and my clients and I just love the way a human body can adapt. It's amazing how it, it adjusts. Phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and women have babies. Humans.
1: She's pointing to her belly right now. Human with people these giant eyes. inside <laughs> of them,
0: and it's just like, what the yeah. body? The body is amazing to me. I think scien- like scientifically, and just like aesthetically, I find it fascinating. It's that's why making it my job has been such a joy. I'm like, uh, what? It it just makes me very happy.
1: Yeah. Well, now that we just took a little break, we're going to take a real break. Cool. And when we come back, we'll talk about what you're doing now and how you got there and what you have going on in the future or if you have any plan for the future. She doesn't have a future. She's dying tonight My actually. Is, yeah. <laughs> oh, break time. I'm so proud to say that this podcast is brought to you in partnership with Motu VJ Spirits. Motu VJ Spirits is a local premium black-owned liquor and spirits company. And yes, they make stuff right here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. They are quality products focused on bringing people together to experience the finer things in life every day. If you want to check it out, you can find their Motu Vijay Brute at Meyer stores, over 300 of them, in fact. And if you can't find it there, you can always head to your local liquor store. And while you're at it, you can pick up a bottle of their premium sipping vodka, which I highly recommend as a vodka drinker. It's called Avani. And if you can't get them there, you can always go online to MotuVJSpirits.com. That's M-O-T-U-V-I-G-E-T Spirits.com. Thank you to Motu VJ Spirits for sponsoring our show. Okay, so you leave the studio you were working at because you wanted to pursue your own thing. Tell us what happened. I think being authentic about it is very encouraging to people that you can change your mind whenever the heck you want to.
0: Yeah, it's crazy because a bar was my one main thing. And in the very beginning, I lost it a little bit and... When I moved back to Grand Rapids, it was this, like, gut-wrenching feeling. But I was like, I think I can do... What I did there on my own. A, I've learned a lot. B, I've gone to school for it. Yeah. And now it's just almost taking the one-on-one work, which I missed anyways, honestly. Owning a business, you forget what it's like to just have like face-to-face interaction with your customers, not just like online reviews. And because your day-to-day is just, I'm grinding, making everyone happy, but I don't really, I'm not stopping to soak it all in. Yeah. And so starting back, I almost felt like I was starting back at the bottom of the totem pole. Like I was like, okay, I'm going to start as a personal trainer. I don't have any experience working with people one-on-one. I only have group setting experience, but I have all the, you know, I've made workouts not only for myself, but other people that I knew and whatever. So yeah, it was really interesting. And it's funny because whenever I lost my way, in my business like I would find an excuse or another business to work for yes right I'm like shit's getting hard I'm not making any money I'm gonna go get a job and the fitness industry is so different than the regular job industry you're not getting paid hourly you still get paid shit when you start and that was always my biggest thing with it because I was like we do so much work if someone has an injury obviously everyone has specific goals it's always very mentally challenging and yeah. that's why i love it because i love having like a challenge but that's why i found myself going to work for other people for so long and it's so funny how now i look back at that and being like i never really believed in myself yeah which is interesting but yeah and now that i am on my own i think I've learned a lot from all of my experiences, whether good or bad, and I'm able to harness those and take what I needed from each lesson, I guess you could say. And now it's, I've found my niche of clients, which is awesome to me. And normally, and I'm sorry that you fall outside of this, but it's 35 to 65 year old women. Yeah. I love it. And I actually used this word with one of my like consultation calls this week, but I was like without lack of a better word, I love training misfits. Yeah. Like the women who they know what's good for them. They know what's bad for them. They need a push in the right direction. They don't want to go to a box gym. They don't want to go to group classes. And they're also just very scared maybe of approaching fitness in a healthy way. And they don't know how. Yeah. And that's like where, that's what I love. That's my bread and butter. I'm like, here, let me show you. That this can be good. Yes. That this is going to be an amazing experience. You're going to feel, hopefully, mental effects before the physical and not get mad at yourself for that. Yeah. And then you feed off of the energy and the goodness of it going forward and you, as long as you live. Yeah. But I think happiness and endorphins are going to be forever. Yeah. Weight loss may not be. Right. We all fluctuate. We all go through like crazy shit in our lives and in our physical bodies. And like
1: we talked about, the body is an amazing thing. It does the things it does for a reason. Yes. That's one of the biggest things that like, my body is not perfect. My physical activity is not perfect and nor is my eating. That's why we're talking. But the mental side of it, I made so much progress when I realized that your body isn't is, right? It's not a thing that my body is this. It just has a definition of this. Your body is one of those things in your life that literally is constantly changing. So you just have to accept that sometimes it's going to change in one direction and sometimes it's going to change in the other based on what your body needs.
0: Yes. And not make your body your enemy. Yeah. And so there's so much in this world that happens out of your control, Right. correct? And I think that was always why I maybe had a disordered eating period in my life because I couldn't control anything and I couldn't let that go, that I couldn't. So instead, I was like, you know what? I can control every single thing that goes into my body. Yeah. Scary. OCD. And that's just it plays off of that, though, in in acceptance that there's this big, huge key of, no, everything isn't going to be perfect. Maybe there's going to be days that are that you can look back on and be like, I ate well and blah, blah, blah. But one day out of however many you're on this earth isn't going to make. A difference, right? Right. It goes back to obviously the word consistency, but it does. And it's hard to say, but you want the moments that you can be proud of yourself to stand out. So if it is a day, it is, it was, that's amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But for me, physical exertion and working out and stretching and moving your body has become so much more to me. It's almost like an art. It's a way of life. It's how I feel. Like, I'm not going to do a super hard, intense workout on a day where I'm feeling tons of anxiety or I feel tight. And I say that while speaking to you with an injury currently, because there have also been times in my life where I'm like, I'm starting my business in fitness. What am I doing not working out every day and not doing Zoom classes Monday through Saturday? Like, why am I not doing all of this? And so I went from having a nine to five and being at a desk for nine hours a day to being like, I got to make up for all this time I spent sitting at said desk. And that's not good. Yeah. It's not good. When I did a post, what it would have been probably six months now, when Rob and I started dating of the effects of almost like love and yeah having a new relationship and really fun things happening in your life and being like, yeah, today I'm not going to be able to count my macros. And I maybe won't have time for the gym because I'm enjoying myself. Whoa. And that's this mental shift where you're like, I got to put more of everything in my life. And it's not about reaching for these goals and like killing myself over them. It's about having these days that I'm enjoying. I'm super happy and I know I'll get there. Yeah. It's so different. It's this weird mind shift that I've taken. And I will say I'm not in the best shape of my life right now, mentally maybe or physically as well, but it's not my goal anymore. Yeah. That's not my goal. Uh, My goal is to enjoy what I do. And however I get there is is the right way but I dislocated a rib and I just (laughs) which is not easy to do effed up my back and it's the the sad part is it's not the first time I've done that it's the second time I've dislocated a rib my first was at a CrossFit class I was trying to be like everyone else and I push way too much weight over my head and I have a small rib cage right so if I tend to maybe muscle something up and use the wrong Part of my body. Try to use your
1: rib cage to do that. I will
0: fail. And I will be hurt and I should have taken weight off the damn bar. You know what I yeah. mean? But sometimes your pride, like I was just talking about getting back into a fitness career. I'm like, I can't be it if I'm not living it. So, I'm going to just going to push my body and yeah, I feel this twinge in my back, but I don't give a fuck. I'm getting to the top. You know what I yeah. mean? That's in my mind, like this like weird mental mel that's in the back being like you're not doing enough. You're never doing enough. What are you doing? You're just sitting there? Wait, I'm confused. And then there's this graceful male that's, Shut up. She's doing what she wants. She'll get there. Just give her time. Like, we all have those voices yeah. in our head. We've, or like the good and the bad guy on your shoulders. But anyways, and I was feeding way too much into the bad. Yeah. And ended up injuring myself. But two weeks, three weeks in, maybe now it's four, sadly. I have been feeling so much mental strain from not being able to move my body and use it to its full extent that I'm like used to doing and it's a hit for sure it's like this odd if you're a photographer Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you go blind yeah right it's I'm a personal trainer all of a sudden I can't use my body yeah so I don't yeah it's been an interesting road but it's also teaching me to slow down yeah and next time you feel a twinge in your back, chill a sec Yeah, because you're going to be
1: okay. Which you know? is, it's funny to me that you have experienced that because in my mind as a fitness professional, you focus a lot more on the grace side of things. And using yourself as an example for times that you've you've been in shape your whole life, but admitting that sometimes you eat cake and sometimes that your life isn't perfect either. And oh, you're the yeah. first trainer I've ever met who has a normal-ish life.
0: I'm drinking an old-fashioned right Yeah. Now, right? Yeah. Uh, with no sugar. But, uh, no. I think, like, to enjoy the things that you enjoy in life should never make you feel bad. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> right? Yeah.
1: I mean, it's so scary to think about how many people... But that's the whole fitness industry is telling you it's that. It's the fitness industry, sure. If yeah. it doesn't hurt and it's not hard, then it's not good enough. Yeah,
0: and I do think that's very true. There's two sides to that coin, right? There's these people that push, 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 and then there's people that do nothing and then they fail. Yeah, And they're like, God, it should have been harder. It should have been tougher. And not, that's not always it. But maybe you just didn't find your niche. You didn't find your client. Yeah. But yeah, I do think with this pandemic... Things in the social media aspect and the fitness industry got a little bit weird, right? Everyone talks about don't do tons of cardio because that's crazy. But right now, the biggest booming thing is a bike at home, having a bike that you ride. So it's interesting, too, how many people have quote-unquote made it, and they have the bodies for the industry, but they're maybe teaching people that all you have to do is... Lift your soup cans in your pantry, and that's going to work for everyone. And it's not. It's completely not. And it's scary to see what people believe when it comes to food and movement and what people will do to get quick results or get the body that someone else has. I'm 5'2". Yeah. I do one push-up and my bicep vein starts popping.
1: You know what I yeah. mean? Like, it's just funny how... Where I'm 5'11", and I gain 30 pounds before it looks any different. Because... You can fluctuate more. I got more room for it to spread out.
0: Exactly. And I gain 10 pounds, and it looks like I'm a different person. Yeah. Not really, and I... Whatever, I probably exaggerating but it is it's so different on every body where you hold your weight after you eat do you hold a lot of water like all these bloat posts yes it's normal (laughs) so
1: many bloat it's every every single fitness mlm is now like this is how you get rid of bloat i'm like i don't know maybe drink some water like
0: it's an interesting avenue because of course i want to normalize it Yeah, I think being bloated is a life decision and it happens to everyone's body but in my mind if I'm bloated 100% all the time and I'm talking about it as a fitness or or health influencer what that means is I'm not treating maybe my body or looking into ways in which I can
1: help myself better Yeah, a lot of my bloat comes because I'm mildly lactose and you
0: know that and so you know going in either I need to take a lactate wait
1: I don't know what no, I don't. I actually don't ever take them. Lactase. I just,
0: Lactating is like when you. Anyways, yeah. We don't need to go into that.
1: No Lac- lactase. Lactase. It's, it's, yeah. It's brand name. Yeah, but lactate is. This like This is why he's not allowed to talk on yeah, the podcast. No he doesn't know blood. anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: actually, I attest to the fact that he's the smartest. The smartest person in the smartest room. Smartest person in this room yeah. until Rob comes back. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, yep. Um, yeah, I just but- want more mic time, Caleb. <laughs> just give me more mic time.
1: <laughs> the uh, Yeah, but I know that about myself. I know that my intestines are literally swollen. Like- yes,
0: yes. If anyone knows your body, it's you, right? Yeah. But I'm not going to, what's the word? I'm not going to capitalize on the fact that I know that dairy is bad for me and I keep eating it and I want people to see what it's doing to my body. Right. Instead it's, yeah, we make mistakes. We know, we learn about our bodies. The only person that knows as much as you know about your body is yourself. Yeah. And, and that's like unshareable, right? That's just, we all know our grooves and our, the ins and outs of our inner workings, whether we like to admit it or not. Sometimes it's an emotional thing for people, but, but yeah, no, that, that lane is a little bit odd. I think I go back and forth in in a lot of the stuff and, I think that's why I've been up and down on Instagram lately as a whole because I was even confused. Do I go more personal or do I just go fitness? But I've seen just so much like fake weird stuff lately that I'm just like, that's not fitness. No, let's not make it that. Let's find people in your community close to you because that's going to be the stuff that changes people's lives. Yeah, Like I said before, there's been so many people that I've seen that either didn't need help or got virtual help and did it. It, But it's something about connecting to the people, A, near you, Yeah, and B, the people that actually need help and that you can make
1: friends with and almost make a family with. And even if you only change help them change one thing about their habits that made them unhappy, right? Because realistically, fitness fluctuates and people will go back to old habits. But if you can help them kick that one thing that like... So like for me, it was drinking pop all the time or I used to not snack and I've started snacking again. There's things that like can last a really long time that aren't necessarily a regimen that a trainer would recommend for you and i think it's more about learning those skills in the process of working with a trainer than it is about constantly making money off of someone
0: yes and if any trainer is telling you to do something that isn't sustainable or that won't last a very long time then that's not the right person for you right right like maybe you can drink pop and still allow space for that while you train for a marathon and you're in the best shape of your life. Like they don't have to, it's not this or that. Mm -hmm. And I think it should never be that. I think it should be all encompassing. Anyone's health journey is never going to be perfect. It's never going to look perfect. Sometimes I wish that I had a story that I lost a ton of weight. And I don't mean that in a negative way. And I also don't mean that I wish I was, but I, I just feel like Some a lot of people can relate to that, and that's why people then reach out to them, yeah. Right? And I always was, I feel meh. I never really had this crazy, like, physical breakthrough. I've always just been very steady. And someone once told me, but like, why isn't that your thing? Why can't you make that your thing? How did you stay? this way and, and maybe have a ton of struggles and a ton of weird things and happen still to have you Fun and have a good time and still maybe maintain good shape. And I will say it's not always easy, but when I find joy in what I do, whether it's movement or drinking in old fashioned and chatting with you. But I know I have to make time for that. Yeah. Whatever it is. So yeah, people sometimes people are they think I'm crazy. They're like, you wake up at six every morning and you're like in the gym. People wake up way earlier than that. And I'm like, yeah, it works for me. And the reason why I do it is because I go through my day feeling a million times better than I would have otherwise. Yeah. And yes, the first couple times you have to wake up that early are no fun, my friend. It it becomes your new normal, and your new normal ends up being better than your last. Yeah. And that's, I think, always the
1: goal with right. anything,
0: not even physical health. But... Right. Just in life changes in general. Yeah,
1: yeah. So okay. let's talk a little bit, too, about the joyful things that have happened with you having a little bit more freedom in your life and the fact that your quarantine went a little bit different than everybody else's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pressure's on my dude. wow <laughs>
0: oh, i got a dog on my foot and i've got like oh <laughs> because that's so his sweet. favorite blanket so he's like she's mine um she gave me steaks also,
1: and she had my blanket like miss carb queen
0: over here's like give me a chip give me a chip <laughs> just show me a toss me a chip um oh well 34 specifically <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, I think quarantine and I guess the maybe shutdown. talk about life recently and potential future and other life changes that well, have, you have happened. I have to ask him
0: for that, but no, <laughs> I <laughs> I have definitely I what it's only been like a little less than a year, and I I think let me rewind in March of last year. It was very scary to know that everything I had been doing as a livelihood ruined. Not ruined, but stopped, halted. Oh, well, Greta has something to say about that. She didn't like it either. No. Mm -mm. It was bad, Greta, wasn't it? We were in a 600-square-foot apartment walking downstairs and going out for walks together during that time. But we're lucky we had summer. Anyways, but... You go back to those times in your life where you're like, holy shit, what am I going to do? What happens now? Kind of thing. And you feel like you're in a weird place. And for me, my career and, and just at least having a job has always been very important to me, especially when I'm meeting a significant other or mm. just to have some normalcy independently as always, just obviously a good thing before you connect dots with someone else. At least that's what I thought. <laughs> so Rob and I have been friends on Instagram for probably a couple of years, maybe. I don't know. Maybe not that long. And uh, we both obviously live in Grand Rapids, but we have a lot of mutual friends on there. And he happens to be very good at technology, computers, softwares, anything like compatibility between... I don't even really know what I'm talking about at this Mm -hmm. point. He knows the stuff. And I remember posting a video because I had gotten this brand new shiny camera for Christmas to take photos. And I was like going to take workout videos. And I was so excited about it. Had zero idea how to use it.
1: He didn't notice. I just moved the whole microphone. It was bothering me. I wanted him to sit on both of my feet. <laughs>
0: she was, like, scooting her feet so that he'll lay on them. Come on. That's so cute. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. And, uh... The camera. Camera. Oh, Yeah. I was having the hardest time getting the videos from the camera actually in a good format that wasn't blurry and like really bad quality onto my Instagram so that I could share these amazing workouts I was doing. So I was so bummed. And it was taking me like eight hours one day to try to figure it out. And so he reached out to me after explaining my concerns on Instagram and was like, Hey, I'm a tech guy. Like I probably could help you. I'm really good at this stuff, wah, 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 and I was like, ugh, no, something along those lines, and I was like, hey, yes, if you can help me, please, by all means, I would love the help, and so he would be like, okay, log into this, let me see if you see this, click on that, blah, 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 and this was just literally via DMs, like, it wasn't even, call me, I can probably explain it better, So anyways, I think he helped me and and we moved on. And then it was a few weeks maybe later or even probably longer than that. And what ter- what went from innocent IT knowledge mm-hmm. went to pursuing maybe a little bit. And so he was like, I don't know if you have a boyfriend. He's, <laughs> he says this so much better than I do because he makes this like, Hilarious voice for himself That is go like do
1: it in the microphone
0: Come here Please He talks like a nerdy guy And he's like Well I don't know if you have a boyfriend Or if you'd like to drink beer But we should go have a beer together sometime And I'm like <laughs> Having wow. you do it was
1: better <laughs> He does For the record He does talk like that And they talk like that to each other And we it's the best thing ever do.
0: We <laughs> catch ourselves We all of a sudden yeah, we adopted this southern draw from God knows where like where did we know what the origin
1: of it southern is? Appropriation, cool. <laughs> <Excuse> <laughs> southern appropriation not For the record, this podcast does not stand for southern appropriation.
0: <laughs> oh God. I'm like, no, and I, we, we talk funny to each other. We have like our own language and it's hilarious because sometimes we don't realize the extent of how bad it's gotten until we're in public hanging out with other people. And they're like, what did, what did they just say? Like, what did she just, was that English that she said to him? And we're like on the same page. We're like, yeah, yeah, no, snoodle. Yeah, about a boozle Yeah, get the sneaky out of the smoothie. And then he's like, okay, for sure, yeah. And I'm like, good, see ya. And then people are like... <laughs> it's so dumb. It's just- but it's hilarious. Like, it's our thing, whatever. So I, I digress, because obviously that was a story in the future to where I was in my story. But, yeah, he asked me out for a beer. And my grandfather had just passed away. And... Uh, I was in no you know, place to really start dating anybody, especially with just everything going on.
1: The beginning of every story of every couple who stays together forever. It's like See the last episode of this, this podcast to hear where Caleb was at when we met.
0: I love that. I always love stories of when people met. I just think it's fascinating to yeah. me, right? How did you meet your like person? But yeah, he was like, let's just ha- go have a beer. And I think both of us, after chatting with him now... Went into this day just being, like, super cash. Yeah, like, this isn't going to become anything. I'm in no place for a relationship. Like, we're just going to go have fun and have beers. So we both love beer. And he was like, let's go to Founders. Obviously, the best, probably, place you could pick in Grand Rapids right now. You're both beer people, right? And he's, let's go to Founders. I'm like, yes. So we meet there. And at this point, we had to have our masks on when we met each other. And... We shared a, a couple beers together, but I remember meeting him right away and just being like, Oh God. Like <laughs> this is gonna be a good guy. And I wasn't ready for this. Like in my mind, you know how you you talk yourself out of things before yeah. you're even there and you're doing it and I do that a lot. Well, and
1: you remember I, the friend who just was like, I wanna be married, I wanna be married. Like you're so once no. you get in your later 20s, people talk about it all the time, right? And you are not the person who was like, I need to settle down right now. No, and I didn't give a fuck
0: about like my friends being married and having kids and stuff. I'm happy for them. I'm yeah. so glad. But I was like, you know what? This time in my life, it's just not my number one. So yeah, no, I never put pressure on it. And I think that's what they always say, you know, like it comes when you least expect it. And I'm like, yeah, I guess that happened for us, like yeah. you could say that. But yeah, we had two beers each and then I tasted the the one with tequila barrel. Oh, the Masagave. Oh, so good. And I was like, I want, I kind of want one of those, but I don't want a whole one. And so we split a beer. And then at that time you're like, well, I'm hungry. Like I'm going to go probably
1: get food before Especially I get home. when you're home. at Founders. You're it's at like, puking level after three beers. Yeah, they're strong.
0: And it was like <laughs> Sunday, probably around 4 p.m. It was just very random. And he was like, well, I'm probably going to go get like tacos. I feel like that sounds really good. And I was like, I would... I would love tacos. So we went to City Built, had some tacos, and literally, you know things stand out in your mind when you first meet a person? Yeah. So he wore this short sleeve button-up uh shirt and it had palm trees on it and I'm like, "Oh, he's from San Diego. Cool, bro." Like funny. And then He was talking about it later. And I don't know what the context of the conversation was. And knowing him now, it's hilarious that he said this. But he was like, yeah, I think he'd be a good dad. What do you think? And I was like, yeah, I think he'd be a great dad. He'd be a cool dad. And then... Now we both even go back and we're like, do you remember what what the heck were we saying Why to are each other? Why were you talking about kids? I just met you. <laughs> yeah, it's the beer. Uh, no, and so, yeah, we had tacos and we kept chatting and we kept talking. And he was like, I want to still hang out with you. And I'm like, I'm still hungry. <laughs> <laughs> So we went to Mitten Brewing and had pizza after our tacos, personal trainer style. And and yeah, I just kept hanging out. And it was like a late night. And I remember I was staying at my parents' for some reason. I can't remember why. I think probably just to get away from being at home forever yeah. by myself. And I remember coming home and them being like, so how was it? And I was like, it was Great, <laughs> and I was like so not mad, but like confused. I was like, "Yeah, it was great. Wow!" And then ever since then, we've just been talking and inseparable. Like we've we became best friends. I think through it all, which yeah. was super cool for us because I've actually never had that in a relationship. And you met his
1: family like the first day, pretty much. Like the he second- met my family. Oh, yes, yeah.
0: yeah. I invited him. My parents have a co- we cottage. We have us like summer house in South Haven. And so I was like, it was right around 4th of July. That's why. And I was like, you should come and we can explore South Haven. And just, if you've never been here and he had never been to South Haven, I'm like, it's an amazing, cute Lake town. You got to come. So he's like, sure. Yeah. So we went to a brewery. The Three Sisters Brewery. I like how I'm like shouting out local business names. I don't mean to do that, but I, I kind of do. We will accept sponsorships from any of them. So. <laughs> yeah. Tacos and beer are how we fuel our days. No, and so we went to this brewery, and then we were going to meet up, I think, with some of my friends. I can't really remember the what happened, but he's we'll have to stop by your house to get towels and sunscreen or something. And we pull up, and my entire family's there sitting, and I'm like oh and he's like well it's weird if I don't get out like how how weird is it that this is our second date and I just sit in a truck like right around the corner staring at your family like all weird and then you get out and back in my car and I was like yeah you're right it's really stalkerish of you to do so maybe we should have you come and meet them and he was like yeah, that's fine, whatever. And I was like, okay. <laughs> it was just, it's not how you expect your dating like story to play out, especially just like that soon. But yeah, he enjoyed like a beer with my dad and they hung out and were laughing about stupid stuff. And then we hung out the next day and he came <laughs> and we went to Saga Talk. Like we just spent a lot of time together. Yeah. And it was so much fun and it was like like fun that I hadn't had in a really long time. And then on top of having it being in this time of life where you're like, what is happening in the world right now? That you had someone to talk about it with, to share opinions and ideas about, and just fall in love over it. Yeah. And there was just, it was so fast. It was like a whirlwind of emotions. <laughs> I don't know if I'm like TMI, but it's making me cry. But it's it was so special. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think talking about it is, it just brings back how you can find so much joy in, like, really weird times. Yeah, And not that everyone can, and it just makes me so sad, but I think, like, harnessing those memories forever will be what carries and has been the foundation of our life together.
1: It's great. Quarantine, I mean, it was great for us, too. I mean, the whole... So the whole last episode was about my life and how I've screwed Caleb over so much, and it was... (laughs) It was really good for like us to be stuck top. together for as long as we were stuck together. Like it really solidified. You have to find interesting things to do together and fun ways to interact. It'll and,
0: make or break, ya,
1: for yeah, yeah. Sure. And it definitely was the first time in our marriage we felt like we were having fun.
0: Yeah. It's amazing when you take away all the external factors in your life and you're able to just focus on the people that are near you. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, they have to be near you, but <laughs> and for him and I obviously we didn't live together until very recently and so we would and we both had dogs so yeah. we could never actually stay the night together and enjoy each other's company or not I have to stress about what oh, my animal's home I gotta go and it was just so funny how we kind of played this back and forth for so long in the beginning of our relationship but I kind of am glad that we did because now it makes like this time feel Even super more special yeah, yeah it's it's so weird because also now the fact that we are like best friends and I feel like we just tell each other everything, and like I said, we have our own language, and it's fine, but it's, it's what makes it so awesome now, and the world is sort of, like, opening back up, and we're able to explore
1: different Yeah, because you didn't get to do that when you started dating.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know. It's really cool. It's really neat to be on the, now that I'm, like, talking about it, I really don't talk about it much, I just am in it, but it seems, like, really awesome. It's pretty great. <laughs> It's one of
1: those things like, obviously, you guys aren't perfect either, but I mean, you're pretty perfect.
0: No, it's so funny because everyone talks about that moment where you're going to meet your soulmate and you're going to be like, oh my God, this is my forever person. And you're like, yeah, I'm sure that'll be so (laughs) fun and it's like this big dream. And yeah, like you were saying, you weren't one of my friends that was like, I want to get married and whatever. Like I had so many friends. I was in a sorority for a semester in college and those girls were like, this is going to be my dress. This is where I'm going to get married. This is like all of this stuff figured out. I always thought there was something wrong with me because I was like, I'm like, this is going to be where my first business location is. This is my business idea for my second. And you know what (laughs) I mean? It was never like, of course it was cool if I had a dude, but it wasn't my main objective. And so it's so funny because now I'm like, it's bizarre to be forming that when you like weren't expecting it, I guess. I feel like I lost track on that one, but what I was talking about in the beginning. But anyways
1: anyways yeah so now you guys live together and you're doing personal training full-time what does that look like are you what do you have plans for the future can people support you in certain ways
0: yeah I currently am on my own from the house (laughs) I do zoom and personal training sessions and I'm currently going to people's houses as well clients for one-on-one training and I think until I can have a space someday. Fingers crossed soon. That's what I'll continue to do. And honestly, I had like about nine months of being at a job at a desk for so long and realizing before I had never had that. I've never had a nine to five until just recently, which seems silly because I'm like, I feel like I should have by now, or I don't know. You look back and you're like, wow, I can't believe I I didn't experience this Heart of life, or whatever, and I'm like, A, it wasn't for me, yeah, it was way less scary day to day, but the reward of it was minuscule compared to what I'm doing now, you know. But yeah, so hopefully that just continues, my clientele hopefully will grow and I can get into a space and continue it. And also not only in person, but virtually too. I think it's really cool that that's become a thing for people. And it's so accessible. I think obviously by the right people and and you're the people that you trust and don't get along well with their style and stuff. I never want people to be hurting themselves just to go to a Zoom class or whatever. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's funny though. I would have clients being like, I can't work out I have a nine-to-five job when I'm like oh that's such a it's such a textbook excuse not having enough time nah I must really suck not really but in my head I'm like I just it's so funny how that's everyone's like thing and why are there reason behind not having the health the state that they wish for and then I did it yeah then I had nine months of it and I was like Holy cow! I'm losing my flexibility. I'm losing my strength. I'm losing my posture. Like it's I'm like death gripping, and it's lose like it's like quick stand.
1: Yeah, and not not only that, you're because you're not doing necessarily anything rewarding. And when you work for someone else, you have to actively do that without doing other things all day. Yeah, which was really hard for me, and that's why I could never work for someone ever again. Totally. Uh, So then you get home, and every you literally can't think about anything to take care of yourself because you have to do all the things you do in two to three hours and then you have to get up early. So you have to go to bed. Right.
0: Right. And you're exhausted mentally because what you've been doing is taking a lot more energy than it should.
1: Yeah. Especially it's taking a lot of brain energy, but not body energy and your body is confused. Yes.
0: Yes. It's so true. And it's so funny how I, I feel super thankful that I got to tap into that and learn that of what it looks like to sit at a, in a chair. For yeah. most Americans, that's what they do. And so it's neat to have had that experience. And also I feel so lucky to have had a steady job throughout everything that was going on too. There's yeah. there's lots of positives from it. And now and that an I'm, opportunity
1: to save money so that you can be secure in starting your business. Totally. And Which I- if we haven't talked about that on the podcast, you don't just quit your job. BTW, when you quit your job to be an entrepreneur, you need to have two to three months of expenses saved up because if you don't, you're fucked. So we can talk about that on another podcast, but when people talk about starting their business, they never talk about the fact that you can't quit your day job until you have a savings account. 100%
0: 100% I think there's a level of comfort that you need to walk away with yeah it's always going to be scary you're never going to have everything in place like you wish yeah of course and some things may come up and your money may end up going to a couch rather than a business or, yeah I don't know it, it, it could be whatever but I do think like the support system around you has to be there and you have to mentally be ready and, and you then, have, to have a plan Of course, there's like steps in taking the plan for sure. I couldn't just one day be like, I quit, even though I wanted to. Some days I was like, (laughs) I've got to do this the right way, which we did. And I think it was like when we came back from vacation and I had to go, quote unquote, back to work. And I was just here knowing that I was grinding for this get well with Mel and bliss and vigor vision that I had that I was like, this is really awesome. I don't hate my life right now. Yeah, even if, even
1: if you don't necessarily love doing what you have to do to make it happen like there are days when editing feels like pulling my own teeth out but I'd rather be doing that than sitting at a desk pretending to work because my boss will just give me more work if I keep completing it quickly.
0: And it's like this level of respect that I have for people too. It wasn't always easy but they made it through and this is where they are now and it's so cool to see people's journeys like that and I do see a lot of people, though, using not being ready as an excuse to not pursue their own stuff. Yeah. And it's hard for them to envision what that looks like. And it's hard because you would just want to be like, I'm your biggest cheerleader. Please just do it. Please just jump. Yeah. Please, like, you have no idea what you're capable of. This would be so special if you did it. And like. But you it's, can't so- force
1: someone to do that because. Never. Never. Because then they don't have the drive behind it that they need, right? Correct.
0: It's maybe not right timing for them, for sure. Yeah. But I do think we go through life, and I was just actually talking to someone else about this the other day, but there's so many times where you find, like, commonalities between people and friends that surround you. Obviously, they say, look at your... Three closest people, and You'll usually, yourself or yeah, usually you can figure out your goals and and whatever what your lifestyle looks like. And it's so true. And it's I ended up becoming really close to these people that were just like me, yeah, wanting to take the steps but not there yet. And we were our commonality was like we would dream together, but we wouldn't do together. Yeah, right. And. And it's so funny to look back and be like, "Wow, that's actually hilarious." Because I, you surround your pe- yourself with people that are that's your comfort zone. Yeah. And I was always scared to find the friends who had made it, who had gone and been really successful on their own, or I felt maybe resentful because I wasn't there yet. And I that was like an internal struggle in all of itself. But now that I'm here, I'm like, I want to coach other people through this. Like, it's not impossible. You just have to completely, one hundred percent believe.
1: Yeah, and even if it's, if it's for a second, Ooh, one day, yeah, <laughs> you gotta,
0: you gotta have that moment. For, you that know,
1: time when you finally tell your boss that you have to go. Yeah, two weeks back, even though neither one of you want you to be working there anymore,
0: and you know it. <laughs> well, and we all go through that, right? Yeah, there is like this moment where you are like, "Holy cow!" I totally just threw the motions. And when I read Glennon Doyle's book Untamed, yeah. I was like, I've had it. I no longer wish for this stuff that I don't even want, but I'm supposed to want. Yeah. And that was the moment, honestly, I was going day to day through this job. And Rob even was like, I see what this job is doing to you. It's insane. Like you're not enjoying it and it's affecting other areas in your life and... I started therapy, though, too, which is actually one of the other silver linings of having this job. Yeah. I wouldn't have gone to, you know, counseling like I did and found out as much as I did about myself. But it's just it was all leading me to where I am now. And I do feel like everything was a stepping stone. Yeah. Which is cool. But. Now that I'm in it, I am so happy that I made the jump. And that was another thing that I was going to say. You make commonalities with people who are struggling like you are. Yeah. And then sometimes there's one person that breaks out of the bubble and says, look, I, you guys, I made it. Like This is what I'm doing now on my own. And everyone else is, well, who's this? This yeah. isn't cool. She thinks she's all that and more. And then it's, but you're, but you're judging yourself. You're not judging them because yeah. you haven't made the step outside the bubble yet. Right? Yeah. And I lived in that bubble for way too long being like, uh, I failed the first time I tried to start a business, so I'm just like, oh, i got to just start from the bottom. I'll never make it again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you do. You have those thoughts of, will I? Will it ever happen to me again? If it does, uh, uh, you have to get past the what ifs. Yeah. You do. And a lot of them are negative in the beginning. You're like, well, what if I fail? What if I get hated? What if I die? Like, no, that's not. That's extreme, or what but. if I
1: don't have any money when I am about to I'm die? If I'm broke,
0: yes. Yeah. and I think I've always been really interested in self-help books and like financially driven for sure yeah and my goals a lot of them have by been financial and so it's cool to also see how all aspects of your life uh, attribute to your health yeah and finances being one of them and just trying to really figure out how what percentage of your health does your actual finances fit in and yeah. how much you know attention do you need to leave for that? Some people are like 50%. My finances mean a ton to me. I need them and that makes my, me healthy mentally and physically because yeah. I can, let's say, go to a boutique gym and I can you know do all those things that I want to do and get therapy and I'm making the money now that I can do that. And some people it's zero. I don't know. It's just, it's finding that balance and it's cool for me learning all aspects. Like when I first started at Michigan State, I was going for accounting. I was double majoring accounting and kinesiology because I didn't really know the route I wanted to take. I was always really good at math and like numbers and I still do to this day, I budget a lot, I love it. There's something like weird and nerdy about that, but I do and I love cryptocurrencies and we've been doing like some stock stuff lately and I'm just like, it's cool to learn new stuff outside of like variations on body movement as a personal trainer you know it's it's cool how it all can connect really yeah so
1: yeah yeah how do people find you well (laughs) don't give your address or anything just like uh, (laughs) thanks
0: for that my phone number or (laughs) my yeah my social security so yeah i am bliss and vigor spelled out completely on instagram that's the name i explained earlier And I also have a website, getwellwithmel.com, and that's where you can see all my offerings and fill out a form to work with me and things like that. I also have that on my Instagram, but not everyone loves Instagram. Um, I do have a Facebook page as well for Get Well with Mel. And I have a YouTube channel. Yeah, you do. Oh, oh. I just started it and it's been so fun for me because I love doing live workouts. Obviously, I am come from a group class background and that has been a blast because I get yeah. to talk people through it. Now my video editing skills not so hot I'm learning and that is another thing that used to take me way 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 too long and that I was like I give up for now I'll put my time and energy into other things but yeah so I do have like currently I'm running a uh, four-week program kind of as a not test, but it's going to be the first time I do a hybrid of like in-person and online stuff. So I'm really excited about that. You're joining me me for that. I'm also excited about that. Yeah. And I, I did, I got emotional on my Instagram the other day, but I was like, so, I was just so happy. I love when people get super emotional and committed to their health that it like is the spark in them, but it also like, Motivates me to really show up for them. Yeah. And it's such a special moment when someone can actually break down and be like, this is why I am where I am. And these are the things that are going to help me change it. And yeah. it's just, wow, it's really awesome. So, yeah, I started during COVID doing the online, not online workouts, but like a program. I did an at-home program for some clients. And it's so funny because I was just trying to navigate, like, how am I going to take a personal training business online? And I don't yeah. think I ever really harnessed that how-to, hence why I got a bank job. And so sometimes I get on myself because I'm like, oh, you're too little too late. Or you're like, you should have been there for people during that time. And it's It's so hard because you just never know what you were expecting and you're just trying to take care of yourself at the end of the day when the world is upside down. And now it's like really, I'm really happy to show up again in the fitness and wellness space and start creating long lasting positive effects with people like you and anyone who wants it
1: (laughs) so yeah and I would definitely recommend doing any of Mel's workouts and programs the one thing I love the most about her when it comes to fitness is she never uses guilt to motivate you and that's very rare in the industry you can find her on social media or at her website and yeah thanks for being on the show thank you was awesome woohoo yeah we did it yippity-doo
0: We did it!
1: Okay, the men can talk now. Yes, 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 yes.
0: Thank you, thank you.